Welcome, everyone, to episode number three of Penn Station Sports Talk. I'm Jay. I'm your host. And we got Tom, Jason, and Justin with us today. And today starts a um, two-part, I guess you could say, episode of the draft. NFL draft's coming up soon. It is going to be Thursday, April 29th. Today is about two weeks from – actually, we're less than a week, a little more than a week, I'm sorry, from draft day. And these next two episodes we're going to be doing are going to be all about the draft. Today we're going to go through the first half. We each did a mock draft. We're going to go through the first half, talk a little bit about where we think everyone's going to be picked, why we think it, and then we're going to discuss a little bit. Um, this, this episode should be interesting because, um, you know, the Jets and Giants, Eagles, they're all involved in this first 16 picks of this uh, draft. So, Without further ado, Justin, we'll start with you. Um, give us, we'll go through your one through 16. Um, give a little uh, description why you think, why, uh, why you think each pick is going to be the pick and then we'll discuss it. So yeah, thank you. Take it away. Yeah, sounds good. So I'll start with the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. This seems like a pretty obvious pick. They'll take the best quarterback available from Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. That's pretty much set in stone one of the best QB prospects that there's been in the past 20 years. So I would be absolutely shocked if he was not the selection at number two with the New York jets. I think that will be Zach Wilson. That one also at this point seems pretty set in stone. He's proud. He's my second best quarterback. He can do it all. He can run around. He's like a sort of a better version, almost possibly of Baker Mayfield. So I think he has a very high potential at number three, the San Francisco 49ers traded up for this pick with the Miami Dolphins and there's been a lot of rumors swirling about Mac Jones and even though I think that Justin Fields he's probably my third best quarterback in this draft I'm gonna say Mac Jones is the pick they've done a lot of scouting on him they had a chance to go to Justin Fields first pro day however they skipped that and went to Mac Jones instead I see him as the pick especially with all the connections that they have with the uh, Alabama and everything that's been said about him. So I think he has a very good quarterback intelligence. He has knows a lot about the game of football, played with a lot of great wide receivers. They're going to do their work. And I think that's where they go with the third pick with the fourth pick for the Falcons. I say Kyle Pitts. He's best tight end in the class. Excellent playmaker. I think this is a perfect fit for them, especially as in the next couple of years, they might start transition away from Matt Ryan. And he's definitely a solid foundation at number five with the Cincinnati Bengals. There's been a lot of rumors about Jamar Chase possibly going with this pick. However, you have to protect Joe Burrow. Most important thing. So I say Pinay Sewell, he's going to be the pick there. Got to get the left tackle in there, fix all those problems. Number six for the Miami Dolphins from, and they trade for this pick from the Eagles. I say they, they, you know, they really wanted a playmaker. They need to see if two is the guy. So I see that say they go with Jamar chase here. And even if the Bengals somehow, you know, they decide to go with chase, I think they'll dolphins will be taking the best playmaker available at this pick. So I say Jamar chase then at number seven with the Detroit lions, I think, they also, after losing Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones in free agency, I think they go playmaker. They take the Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith. 
excellent wide receiver, possibly the best wide receiver in the class. Him and Jamar Chase are both right up there. He'll be a great playmaker. He can help out Jared Goff at for this little transition year that they're going through, or maybe if they take a flyer on a quarterback in the second or third round, they can start to develop with that quarterback as well. At number eight for the Carolina Panthers, I think they have a lot of playmakers. Don't really see them going that route. I say they go offensive line with Rashawn Slater, the second best offensive lineman in this class. Excellent alignment. He's Many analysts have him projected as a guard. I see, I think if you have good enough technique, he has enough speed, he could play right tackle at the next level, even starting year one. So I think he'd be a great pick. He'll help protect Sam, protect Sam Darnold, allow Christian McCaffrey and the rest of the playmakers on that team to do what they do best and see where they need to go in the future. At number nine for the Denver Broncos, Justin Fields has fallen very far. He's some people think he could be even like the second pick with the New York Jets. I see him going here at Denver. Drew Locke has not proven himself whatsoever to be a starting quarterback in this league and getting a talent such as Justin Fields at nine is incredible. I think it's they'll be running to the podium to make this pick. If Justin Fields is sitting there, I could also see if a team trading up with the Carolina Panthers if Justin Fields is still available to try and make that pick as well. So new quarterback in Denver for 2022 season. Now at number 10 for the Dallas Cowboys, I think this is a pretty obvious pick based on the how the board is shaped up here. I think Patrick Sertan at cornerback from Alabama, overall great cornerback prospect, probably the best cornerback in this draft, the Cowboys they, they need the help on defense, anything they can get, whether it's edge rusher, uh, cornerback, safety, they, they really need it. All they have right now is a bunch of good linebackers. So I see a cornerback here. I don't really see them going on the offensive side of the ball at this pick. Now at number 11 for the New York Giants, even though they should trade back, and that is the correct decision here based if they plan to go with edge rusher, I think that Dave Gettleman stays at the pick. He takes Aziz Ojulari from Georgia. Everything that I've seen has been pointing to them taking an edge rusher, especially if Devontae Smith is off the board. Although Aziz Ojulari is more of a late first round pick here, and his production in college is a little bit more than Quiddy Pay, who and hasn't really produced as he should with his physical attributes. And the Giants have had a lot of Georgia connections, a lot of SEC connections in the past. Last year, they took Andrew Thomas in the first round. The year before, they took DeAndre Baker in the first round, both Georgia prospects. So I think if they're going to go based on the well where Dave Gettleman's been going, I see them going back to Georgia for their edge rusher. Then at number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles get a, a gift lands right to them. They get Jalen Waddell, arguably the best wide receiver on Alabama before he dislocated his ankle. He's expected to make a full recovery, great speedster, a lot of comparisons to Tyree Kill type player. I think he, if he's healthy, he's a dynamic playmaker that will help them out. At 13 for the Los Angeles Chargers, I see... 
They can go O-line. They could go corner. I'm going to have them going with the second best cornerback in this class, J.C. Horn, excellent man corner. He can get the job done. He'll help out that Chargers defense, especially in late game situations. For number 14 for the Minnesota Vikings, their defense was a mess last year. I think they need Mike Zimmer will get that addressed. I say they go edge rusher. I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips at this pick. I think personally, he's probably the best edge rusher in this class. I think very good player has he obviously the edge rusher class is not that deep. And a lot of these guys are being pushed up. But if there's one guy they're going to go with, it's Jalen Phillips. I could also see Quiddy Pay, or if Ozizo Jolari is there, he could also be the pick. Then at number 15, the New England Patriots get a quarterback. I would say they take Trey Lance, the last probably quarterback of the top five mix there. Gift at 15, they could trade up possibly to snag him, or if Justin Fields were available, or Mac Jones. I think he could sit behind Cam Newton. He has all the physical attributes that you'd like to see. I think he would be the pick there, and they can develop him throughout the season. And for my last pick of this, the top 16 for the Arizona Cardinals, I think you have to address the O-line. Last year, they took Isaiah Simmons in the first round at linebacker. O-line is where it's at. Alicia Vera Tucker, he's projected right now maybe to start his career at guard however I do think he with his size and athleticism easily could transition to right or left tackle and he'd be able to give Kyler Murray the protection that he needs to be great so that's my first 16 picks I've got all five quarterbacks going a lot of playmakers going it'll be a great first round that was uh really interesting I, I liked a lot of what you said um, first thing I want to comment on, our rankings are a bit different. I actually have Justin Fields as my second best quarterback. Like I said, I, I've watched his games. I think he has um, – not that he's necessarily miles better than Zach Wilson. I just think Fields has more better attributes for an NFL quarterback than the Zach Wilson. I think Fields has a better arm. I think Fields um, – He's just overall, I mean, look, he has the toughness, you know, took a shot to the ribs in that game against Clemson, beat Trevor Lawrence, had a great game. Also, I like Caleb Farley a little bit better than J.C. Horn as my second best corner. I agree with you about Patrick Sertan, but, um, yeah, we'll get to mine in a minute. Um, really interesting that you had the Niners still taking Mac Jones. Um, I, I, and I have seen the, you know, the, the interest in him by the 49ers. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I do see uh, the, the prospect of Mac Jones going at three. Of course, he, he is pretty similar to Jimmy Garoppolo, who is already the quarterback. The, the uh, 49ers have already stated that they're going to be keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not going to trade him at least this year. So that, that points to me that they're probably going to take a developmental quarterback, more like a Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I'm, I'm thinking right now it's probably Justin Fields, but I think he could start day one. But, uh, yeah, Mac Jones has definitely gotten a lot of hype around the 49ers, and I can definitely see that happening. Another one I, I really liked from you, from Justin, was uh, Oziz Ojolari going to the Giants. Um, he, he has gotten a lot of, like, talk about, like, yeah, he he's in love. Like, the giant Dave Gellman absolutely loves him. And, like, 
he's he's a very similar player to Lorenzo Carter coming out of Georgia. Like and say he had better production, and uh, he's just a slightly better prospect currently. But like same same body type, same play style. It I don't know if they're going to do that, but like I know Dave Gellman likes that type of player, so it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, um, that was interesting too. The Giants are kind of a question mark here. No one's really sure what they're gonna do. A lot of people I, I've heard actually in the last week or so um, talk about them moving back. Um, you preferably maybe with a team like the 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 um, the Patriots who want a quarterback, or even the football team if they're thinking of taking a quarterback. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it as a Giants fan. And it depends what we get in return. You know, I'd like maybe. Uh, the first this year in return for it, um, obviously. And then maybe see what else the teams are willing to offer. But even if the, if the Giants do stay, it's interesting. Some people say playmaker on offense, pass rusher, linebacker, offensive tackle. I think all those positions are positions the Giants could benefit from. So it's going to be really interesting when the draft comes to see what they do. Yeah, so far this year, the Giants have done, done a great job of hiding what they're going to do. A lot of people say Devontae Smith is their guy. A lot of people have said that they're going to take a guy like Rashawn Slater if he's there. And then a lot of people have also had them going edge rusher. Around this time last year, we, we had heard that uh, Dave Gellman was in love with Andrew Thomas and that he was going to get taken. And nobody really believed it because there was three other great offensive tackles and even though Andrew Thomas was the best player uh, in in college football with only allowing one sack his entire four-year career, uh, a lot of people started moving him down because he didn't have the perfect combine or anything, even though he was the second – he had the second-best combine among, among tackles. He had the average size, and, like, I guess Dave Gellman just really loved him. So that's that's what happened. I think we'll see something similar this year where something gets leaked where Dave Gellman loves his prospects soon, and we'll know who the Giants are taking, I think, within the next few days, which is very sad, but it's true. And, yeah, you're right. Uh, they they uh, it's good that they've been like hiding who they want because the the Eagles have been really looking forward to trading up above them to take a wide receiver and if the it keeps coming out that the Giants like Devontae Smith the Eagles will probably trade up and lose some value. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. They're planning to have a press conference actually with Dave Gettleman tomorrow, that which will be Thursday to go over his draft, what he's thinking for the draft after they had their press conference on Tuesday to wrap up free agency. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, what types of things he says on Thursday, because a lot of times he's pretty brutally honest in some of these press conferences and accidentally reveals important information about their plans. And in the, actually in the previous press conference before free agency, he had said that they plan to address possibly one of their wide receiver edge rusher needs in free agency and the other one in the draft, which I think is very interesting and could foreshadow what's to come. But if, if Rashawn Slater's there, if Devonte Smith is there, I, I don't see how you can't take either of those two people. Rashawn, they need O-line so badly. It's desperate. And they address, I, that would probably be my number one pick would be getting Rashawn Slater if he's there, but if Devontae Smith is there too, you you really can't pass that up either. A Heisman Trophy winner sitting at 11. I mean, 
he he's really a game t- changer and Sterling Shepard, he could be dispensable after another year. Or so especially if with his injury history, so that's where I would like them to go. I, if they're going to take an edge rusher, I would prefer that they trade back to like 15 or with the Washington football team a little bit farther, because I just don't feel like any of those guys are worth the 11th pick. You might be right. And it's interesting. Um, Slater didn't really get a, a lot of hype at first, but then in the past month or so, he skyrocketed up boards. So is Jalen Phillips. And I've heard the Giants are very, very interested in Jalen Phillips and Rashawn Slater. But the thing is, I also think the Dolphins are interested in Rashawn Slater. Um, yeah, that it, all there's a lot of controversy right now. And like you said, Gettleman's done a good job so far of, you know, hiding who he's going to pick. But we'll see when draft day comes. So I guess I'll, I'm going to go next with my mock draft. And first pick, obviously, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. It's a given at this point. You might as well just just give him the – just sign him already because that's a given. And number two, as much as I disagree with it, the New York Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. They like him a lot. The fans like him. It just makes sense for them. I think they should go fields. They're not going to. They're going to take Zach Wilson. Um, before the Sam Darnold trade, I, I was really thinking they were going to take Panay Sewell out of uh, Oregon to really bolster up that offensive line. Um, you know, him and Mekhi Becton on the ends of the offensive line help out Sam Darnold, but they traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers, so it's going to be Zach Wilson. And number three, not only have the 49ers shown interest in Mac Jones, they've also shown a high interest in Trey Lance, too. I've heard developments about Trey Lance possibly being the pick. So I think that's where the Niners go here. I think um, as again, as much as I'd want them to go Justin Fields, I think they're going to take Trey Lance. I think, honestly, with the way social media is, they're going to be calling for Shanahan and John Lynch's head if they take Mac Jones at three. So I think it's going to be Trey Lance here, which I don't think I, I don't. He's very raw. He hasn't he played one game this past year because of COVID. I think he has a lot of attributes that you like to see in a quarterback. Very raw, though, high ceiling. But Kyle Shanahan can work with him. Number four, this is where it gets a bit dicey. The the Falcons, Matt Ryan's 35 years old. He's only getting older. And you got to have a quarterback that can win. So I think they go Justin Fields here at number four. A lot of people, a lot of mobs have uh, Kyle Pitts going number four to the Falcons. I think it's going to be Fields. And their offense is already good with Julio and Calvin Ridley. And Hayden Hurst, and I just think you bring in a young quarterback, let him sit for a year behind Matt Ryan, who's just who's deteriorating physically. I think still a good quarterback, still can teach a youngster, and I think that'll be good for Fields. He'll be in a good offense already. Allows them to fix the defense in the next couple years, so that when Fields is ready to go, the team is ready. Five. I know I've heard the Jamar Chase thing. I can't buy into it. The pick has got to be Penai Sewell out of Oregon. It just it. Nothing, I don't think any pick makes more sense than that one. It has to be him. You saw what happened to Burrow last year. Got to protect him. Got to protect him. Number six, this is where it also gets interesting. The Dolphins, I know they. it seemed like they were going to take a receiver, but the more I thought about it, they traded from three to six, uh, three to 12. 
but then they trade it back to six. So it almost seems like there's a guy that they want at six that wouldn't be there at 12. And I think that's Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Um, I think the Dolphins realize they can get a good tackle because their offensive line, it's not the worst, but it's not the best either. It can get a little better. And I think they can get a receiver. They have um, another pick in the first round at 18. So I think they might get a receiver there. We'll get to that next week. But I think their pick at six is going to be Rashawn Slater. And seven, that's where I think uh, Jamar Chase goes off the board to the Detroit Lions. I think, um, like you said, Justin, uh, Jared Goff in a gap year, it'll uh, make sense for them to take a playmaker and a guy that can help Goff. Or like you said, I didn't even think about the possibility of them maybe taking another quarterback. So we'll see. Um, Eight, Kyle Pitts out of Florida, the tight end. I know a lot of fans – and a lot of mod traps have the Panthers either going defense or offensive line. I just think they're, they have DJ Moore. I just think their offense, I don't know. It, it just seems a little bit um, lacking to me. And I think Kyle Pitts will bring another dimension to that offense with Sam Darnold, who uh, I think would benefit from having a guy like that. Number nine, the Broncos take Mac Jones. I think they need a quarterback. John Elway stepped away as GM. So there's a new GM in town in Denver. And I think he's going to go with a quarterback as they've been trying to draft a quarterback and they just haven't found the guy. And I don't know if, I don't even think Mac Jones is the guy, but I think they're just grabbing at anything they could find to try and get this done. I could see them maybe trading up with the Falcons to get a, to get one of the other quarterbacks, but at nine, I think they go Mac Jones. Number 10, this is also a pick that makes too much sense. Patrick Sertan out of Alabama, the corner. You know, Cowboys might score 40 points. They're also giving up 50. So I think in order to prevent that a little bit, Sertan, very good man-to-man corner, physical, strong, athletic, perfect fit. Now here's where it also gets dicey, the Giants. I think they're going to go Jalen Phillips. Um I'll be honest, I, I didn't hear too much about Jalen Phillips until about recently when I heard that the Giants were very interested in him. I heard he's raw, he's got a lot of talent, he's fast, and I, I'm, I'm all for a pass rusher. I keep saying this Giants defense lacks some pass rush. They got some last year from Leonard Williams, but I think Jalen Phillips could be a real playmaker on this defense. If, if with the right coaching, I think Patrick Graham is going to season him up and make him um, – a force on, on the edge for the Giants. And then number 12, still on the board here, the Heisman winner, the Eagles take Devonta Smith. So that might be a surprise to some Eagle fans. Um, uh, but I think that would make them very happy. It's, it's, it's another pick that makes sense. They need a playmaker on offense for Jalen Hurts. And uh, it's a guy, he actually um, threw the um, – oh, he didn't – I'm sorry, Tua threw the game winner – to Devonta Smith, but they play together on the same team. You have that chemistry going. So that's the pick there. 13, the Chargers. I say Caleb Farley, another corner. I think he's my second best corner on the board. Their defense was horrendous last year. You know, you don't want to waste Justin Herbert having a great season with that ferocious, uh, atrocious defense. So Caleb Farley is going to be the pick there. 14, I know the Vikings, they bolstered the middle of their defensive line with Michael Pierce and um, Dalvin Tomlinson, but I think this pick has to be Quiddy Pay. Um, 
they do lack a little bit of pass rush. And I think anything to help that defense out is going to be huge. I Like I said, I think the Vikings can be very good this year. So I think Quiddy Pay would um, definitely bolster the defense and would help out that offense and uh, overall just make the team better. And then 15, the New England Patriots, which I can definitely see them trying to trade up for a quarterback. Like I said, maybe even the Giants could be a candidate for that. I say if they don't do that, though, I say Jalen Waddell is going to be the pick for them. Cam Newton clearly struggled last year. I think part of that was due to him not having many weapons. I think drafting a receiver like Waddle, who's got some speed, can be coached. I think Belichick will, will find a way to really get the most out of him and and to help Cam Newton out over there. Um, I could see, like I said, them trading up to possibly get a quarterback, but I think if they stay where they are, Jalen Waddle. And then 16, the Cardinals, they lost Patrick Peterson. So I think the pick's going to be J.C. Horn out of uh, South Carolina. Um, as much as I do think they do need some offensive line help, um, I just almost feel like, you know, I could see Elijah Vera Tucker going here, but I just I just think their defense was was – I wouldn't say it was the problem last year, but I think it could get better. And I think Kyler Murray – while you don't want to get your quarterback killed, I think he does fine with the offensive line he does have. So I think they might address that in the second round, or they might trade back into the first round to get another lineman. Something like that could take place. Cliff Kingsbury, you never know what he's going to do over there um, with with his roster. But I see J.C. Horn there as um, the corner, try to bolster that defense. So... That was mine. It was a little bit dicey. Um, I know Tom shook his head at a couple picks. Well, what were you thinking there, Tom? Uh, I don't remember shaking my head, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I mean, a, a lot of your picks are realistic. Of course, like, there's so many needs on so many teams, especially in the NFL. There's always going to be a player that's a need. You have 22 starters. And uh, if you're picking within the top 10, there's a reason you're picking within the top 10. You have a lot of holes, a lot of problems. Um, right. Very wise. Yeah. You, you, you clearly, you clearly looked and saw like, like what, what people have said about certain prospects. And uh, it definitely makes sense. One, the only one I remember definitely shaking my head at was uh, the Giants taking Jalen Phillips. Um. He, Jalen Phillips is my number one edge rusher. I think he's a top 10 prospect. I just don't think he fits a 3-4 defense. Like, he he's he's clearly has a lot of athleticism and power, but his technique isn't great. And uh, he he wouldn't be able to drop back into coverage. So That's fair. I just know the Giants have had some sort of relationship and interest in him, and it just seemed like a good fit. Maybe it isn't, but again, Gettleman's been in the giving us uh, left all giant fans in the dark so far about what they're doing in this draft. So I, I thought maybe that's a, a blind guess. Uh, Tom, since you just spoke, we'll go with your mock draft now. You're one through sixteen. All right, that sounds good. Um, I'm just gonna give a player comp for each player, like high, like a high low, or like a fit for if it's a three four defense and a four three defense, maybe. Uh, so with the first pick, I have the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence. He plays he plays a lot like uh, Ryan Tannehill, but he has the upside of a guy like Andrew Luck. 
clear, clearly he's just a, a true prospect, number one. He's been that since high school, number two prospect. And, uh, yeah, ever since his freshman year, led his team to the national championship. A guy like that, you just have to take him. Number two, I have Zach Wilson. He just has the it factor. He plays a lot like Russell Wilson. Uh, the a lot of people have said that he doesn't have he doesn't like have the competitiveness to win. But uh, I think he just has the Eli Manning syndrome, where you just look sad all the time, even when you're not. Uh, <clears throat> for pick three, San Francisco San Francisco 49ers taking Justin Fields. He plays a lot like Deshaun Watson. He he could be like a young Dak Prescott coming out where he's he's not like perfect, but he shows a lot of talent and and smarts. Uh, he had the highest Wonderlick score ever out of any quarterback. Has a photographic memory, uh, so he clear he clearly has the smarts to play the position, and he's going to learn very quickly. Uh, he he's just a great developmental prospect, and I think if he goes to the 49ers, he's winning five championships with Kyle Shanahan. It's just that easy. Number four, I think Atlanta would trade back, but since they can't, I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. He plays a lot like Travis Kelsey. He's a willing blocker, not a great one. He's insanely athletic, great route runner. He has great hands. It's just it's just the best player probably ever, or in the last ten years at least for a prospect. Kyle Pitts is just insane. Uh, for the Bengals at five, uh, Panay Sewell. He plays a lot like Ronnie Stanley. He's just insanely athletic with ideal size. And, uh, yeah, his, his only downside is that he's he's not very technically sound. And uh, sometimes he's not as physical as he should be. Uh, for number six, I have the Miami Dolphins taking Jamar Chase. He's, he's just an amazing player. Great jump ball ability great route running. He's insanely quick. The only thing is he has pretty short arms, especially especially for like being a jump ball receiver. He he could get out outplayed by some of these bigger corners in the NFL, but he's clearly just an insane talent and there's no reason to pass on him when you you have a need at wide receiver. Uh for pick 7, I have the Detroit Lions taking Jalen Waddle. I think he plays a lot like Pete Odell Beckham Jr. He's insanely twitchy and athletic. Um, he does have some uh, injury issues, but so but he's just insanely fast, insanely like talented. There's no reason the Lions should pass on him. He's just so, such a good player, especially when they have lost Marvin Jones and and uh, and uh, Kenny Galladay. So uh, yeah, it just makes sense. The Panthers at eight. I have them taking Patrick Sertain. He uh, he plays a lot like Peak Richard Sherman. He has the height and the length to to be an amazing uh, corner. Uh, he lacks some agility, and he's not a great man cover corner. But the Panthers won't ask him to really do that much. They uh, he he really has just been a great corner prospect since day one. Started as a freshman at Alabama, which is almost impossible to do, especially as a corner but he, he just really has that it factor, and I think he'll do great. At number nine, I have the Broncos taking Trey Lance. I think they could trade up for him, but, yeah, he plays a lot with Cam Newton. Uh, you see you see the elite arm strength, and uh, even though he, he has shown a lack of precision with his accuracy past 10 yards downfield, most of it is because his wide receivers weren't very good. 
you you see you see the game highlights and the guys are stopping or they're getting beat by a corner who touches them and they fall over. A lot of the times he is hitting his spot, but the wide receivers aren't getting there. And I I think he just needs to learn when the wide receivers open in an NFL window, like you know how corners are just so much faster and better in the NFL. You're not going to have the time to go go through and watch everyone and make sure that they're open before you throw it. You just got to know when to throw it. At number 10, I have the Dallas Cowboys taking J.C. Horn. He plays a lot like Jalen Ramsey. He's insanely, insanely physical, great run defender. The only thing that is down this is a bad thing for him is that he doesn't have great straight line speed. Um. He, he's clearly just an amazing prospect. Like he has a he has athleticism. He's very quick, uh, insanely physical, just ideal size. It all it all just lines up for him. Um, he's he is my cornerback three. I do have Caleb Farley ahead of him, but he fits the scheme a little better in Dallas, and he's just not as in, he just hasn't had the injury history that Caleb Farley has, so it makes sense. For pick 11, I have the Giants taking Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater is an undersized tackle who is insanely athletic and has great technique. I see him a lot like as a player that's a lot like Jedrick Wills last year. Um, yeah, he's just a great prospect who can play tackle or guard, and uh, it makes sense, especially with the Giants' need for inside linemen. They can push either Matt Pert inside or they could keep Rashawn Slater and take him into the guard or center position. A lot of people have projected him as a center for some reason, but he, he's just so athletic and he has great technique that there's no reason you should play him on the ins- like all the way on the inside. He, he would be a great puller and he's just a great player all overall. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at 12 would be taking Devontae Smith. Of course, he just weighed in at around 165, which is insanely light for a wide receiver. But he doesn't really have an injury history. He plays a lot like Marvin Harrison, NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, he's an elite route runner, route runner and has great hands. He's very instinctive. The only downside is that weight. Uh, but he, he's just a great playmaker, and I love to see it for the Eagles. Uh, the the Chargers at 13 would be taking Christian Derisaw. Uh, he has great size and, and strength for the guard tackle position. They did pick up Brian Bulaga in free agency, but he's a right tackle. So it makes sense to take a left tackle when you have Trey Pipkins as your starting left tackle. Um, yeah, he, he's technically sound. The only thing he struggles with is uh, – his mean streak, he doesn't really get physical with his blocks. He doesn't get to the second level after knocking a guy down. Uh, but, yeah, he's a great prospect, plays a lot like Trent Williams, and I see him being a great player eventually. At 14, I have the Vikings taking Jalen Phillips. He's my number one edge. I think he's a top-10 prospect. He's had a lot of injury concerns, but he – and a lot of people have questioned whether he wants to play football or not. But UCLA had – made him retire because he had three concussions while he was there. He went to a more lax team about injuries, but like Miami and just balled out, had, had great instincts and burst and strength. The only thing that I see with him that's a negative for him is the injuries and that he's a four, three only prospect. Um, he's not a great cover player. 
does he does do well in road defense, but he's very up and down. He's not going to be able to hold the edge as well. Um, but yeah, he he's just a great edge prospect. If you want a true number one, uh, true number one edge who's going to be able to get to the quarterback as much as possible, you're taking him. Uh, at pick fifteen. I think the Patriots could trade up for a quarterback, but since they haven't and Trey Lance and Justin Fields are off the board, I don't see them taking Mac Jones. I would go with Christian Barmore here. He plays a lot like Chris Chris Jones. He's a natural three tech de- defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman for the for the three four defense. Uh, he's weak in run defense, but otherwise he's just a great prospect. Ideal size six five three ten. He's just a huge guy and. Uh, the Patriots can definitely t- coach him up to be a great player one day. And then at 16, I have the Cardinals taking Caleb Farley. Farley's a great cover man cover corner with elite physical skills and athletic traits. He does have uh, injury concerns. His technique isn't great, and he has a lack of experience in zone coverage. But with the Cardinals, I think he could play a lot like how Nanamdi Asamwa was in the beginning of his career, just an insane lockdown corner. You put him on an island with any receiver in the NFL, and he's not going to allow more than 40, 50 yards of a game. And he's going to – he's just going to have the ball skills to get probably five to ten picks every season, a lot like what Zayvon Howard's doing right now with the Dolphins. He's just a great player and has elite traits to go be a great player one day. So just a disclaimer before I uh, talk about it. Uh, Tom said the Falcons can't trade up, uh, make a trade for the pick. What I meant, what, what he meant was um, our mock drafts didn't include trades because we thought that would get too confusing with everything. So while we think trades could happen, we just weren't including them. Number two, uh, so I just want to say, I don't think Zach Wilson is bad. I don't want people thinking, oh, I, I think he's a good prospect. I just felt Justin Fields was better. I know the Jets like Wilson, so that's what they're going to do. Uh, but, Tom, I want to ask you, why do you think that um, – why don't you think – again, I just want to hear your reason again. Why don't you think the Giants go with a pass rusher? Um, for the Giants, you have a lot of depth pass rushers. You have – Lorenzo Carter, who's a who graded out as a top ten pass cover and run defender as an edge, which is just insane for a guy who became who was a developmental developmental prospect and never really had, showed that he was a true number one. But he's clearly a great number two edge, and uh, I would having have them taking an edge, but at eleven the value just isn't there if. If you're taking a guy who's a three-four edge, you're probably taking Quiddy Pay, who's the best, who's probably the best three-four edge. He has the best technique, he has the best speed to power combination. Uh, but I just don't see him as a top sixteen pick. Like he he is a great player, but he just doesn't have the he doesn't have the production and he doesn't have the the uh, ability to uh, become like a true elite edge threat, like you see with guys like Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, uh, uh, Khalil Mack, Von Miller. 
just you don't have that it factor or that production to say I'm going to go pick that guy in the top 10 or top 15. And also you mentioned you think the 49ers are going to take Justin Fields. Um I I agree with that they they should do that, but I've just heard so many reports about Matt Jones or Trey Lance. So what makes you think that at the end of the day John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan over in San Francisco are ultimately not going to pull the trigger on one of those guys, but instead are going to go fields. Well, because he's just clearly the best player like left on the, like left for quarterbacks. Trey Lance played one season in FBS football, not FCS. So he, he doesn't really have that, that great, like, Oh, this player is going to be great. But like you've seen, you see him do it time and time again. You saw him do it in the the uh, in bowl games. You saw him do it in the regular season at one of the biggest colleges with the biggest biggest light on him as the number one prospect coming out of high school. You just know that he's going to be able to produce no matter what, wherever the game is, whatever the game is. He's insane. And like I said, he has the photographic memory. He had the highest score in the Wonder League test ever, which is a quarterback's test of IQ. Um, the last quarterback, I think it was Patrick Mahomes to have that high of a Wonder League test. I'm not exactly sure though. I think Joe, Joe Burrow also had an insanely high score. Um, but yeah, he, he just has all the athletic traits. He has all the, the awareness and the IQ. So he's also the odds on favorite to be the draft pick right now in Las Vegas, which makes a lot of sense. But also, when you're looking at betting odds, a lot of the times it's for a reason. Right, and and I like what you you bring up there, and I'm one of those that I I always say, I've been saying Justin Fields should be the second quarterback off the board, um, but I, I just think the Niners have talked too much about Trey Lance and Mac Jones that they're not going to pull the trigger on one of them, and for anyone who doesn't know the Wonderlic test. It's pretty much just a problem-solving, like, IQ-based test um, that every uh, – I don't know if every player takes it, but quarterbacks definitely do, in case anyone was confused about that. Uh, Jason, we'll go to you now. Let's hear your mock draft. All right. So, number one with the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously you got to go Trevor Lawrence. He might as well get a locker in their facility now. He's definitely going to them. Um, number two, New York Jets. I got to go with Zach Wilson. I am one of those people that believe that Justin Fields is better, but they have been looking at him, and I know a lot of Jets fans who want Zach Wilson, so I got to go with Zach Wilson. Um, number three, as much as I know that they've been looking at Mac Jones and Trey Lance, I got to go Justin Fields. I think he would work in their organization very well, and I think – he needs to be their pick whether or not they decide to pick him is to be seen but i think that's what they should do um number four a little little come out of nowhere pick i'm going trey lance i think they need to have someone behind uh matt ryan and i think trey lance could be that person if they just put him behind and watch matt ryan and then eventually take over that spot i think that would serve them well uh pick five everyone's looking at uh Sewell but I gotta go Jamar Chase I think that's what they're gonna do as much as I disagree with it I think 
Chase is a great wide receiver, and I think if they 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 want to take him and then try to fix their O line problem later in other rounds, but that's what I think they're going to do. Uh, pick six, I'm going with Stool. They want to protect Tua. They want to see how he can be and if he can be their guy. And I think Sewell can provide that protection to him to give him the seconds to make the throw. Um, number seven, Detroit Lions. Uh, I think if he's there, they're going to take him. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I think he is too good of a prospect to pass up on. He is such an elite receiver, and I think if they pass on him, they'd be really foolish. Number eight with the Panthers, I got Devontae Smith. I think if it came down between him and Waddle, I think they want to go with Smith just because of his Heisman and the production he put out in the, his last season. Pick nine, I this one may come out of nowhere. I got Mac Jones going to the Denver Broncos. I think they want to fix that quarterback problem. They want to try to get a quarterback that will do well, and whether that's Mac Jones or not, to be seen. But I think they're going to go Mac Jones. Uh, pick number 10, I have Patrick Sertain. I think he has to be their pick. They need to get their defense problem down. And I think that has to be certain, but he can cover well. So I think he'll definitely be a good pick. Uh, pick 11, I gotta agree with you guys. I'm going Rashawn Slater. I think they need that tackle and I think he'd be a very good pick for them. Uh, pick number 12, my team, the Eagles. I am going Waddle. I really, I like Waddle way more than I like Devontae Smith. And I think Waddle would be an excellent pick. I'd be amazingly happy if we got Waddle over Smith. So I got to go Waddle. Christian Darisol to the Chargers. Uh, I think, I think they, he's a great tackle. And obviously they did make some moves to the tackle position. And I think he can really bolster that line. So I think if they went with that pick, they'd be very smart. Pick 14. I have I have Trayvon Morig, if that's how you pronounce the name. Um, I think with the loss of Anthony Harris in free agency, I think they want to get a guy there that could potentially even be better than Anthony Harris. And I think that the Vikings will make that decision to take him over any other person on the board. Um, pick 15, this is where I get a little wild, but I'm kind of confident in this one. I have quarterback out of Stanford, Davis Mills. I think they want a quarterback. And of the, all the quarterbacks left, they have Trask on the board. They have Mills. They have um, Kalon Mond. I, I think it's got to be Mills, though. I think he is very – I think he, he can be a great quarterback. I don't think he was really shown to be – up to his potential, but I think I, I'm very confident that Mills can be a quarterback that can really help that New England offense. Um, pick 16, the Cardinals. I got J.C. Horn. I think with the loss of so many defensive players, they want to make sure their defense is okay, so they want to get that cornerback that can cover the secondary well, and I think J.C. Horn is very 
I like J.C. Horn a lot. I like him as a prospect, so I think J.C. Horn can definitely do some big things for the Arizona defense. That was, you know, just shock after shock. I, that was very interesting. If the draft turns out that way, that'll be very interesting. Number one thing I have to bring up is uh, the Falcons taking Trey Lance because I, I agree with you, and I'm glad someone agrees that I think the Falcons shouldn't take a quarterback. I think – Matt Ryan's not getting any younger, and you'd rather have him sit behind Matt Ryan, who's a former MVP, than just draft someone and throw him right into the fire. I also um, I want to ask. So, so you you think that the 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 Lions will take Kyle Pitts, correct? Yes. So then, what about T.J. Hawkinson? Then you know they they drafted Hawkinson you know, 20, 20, uh, 19. So does he, do you think that Hawkinson, do you think they betrayed him or do you think they would have both of them on the roster? I want to know what you think about that. Um, I mean, I do, I think, I think, I just think Pitts is like someone you just cannot pass on. And yeah, that is true. I think they can get some good value out of Hawkinson. So if they wanted to maybe trade in, I think they could get some good value out of them. Or even if they want to keep them both on the roster and like kind of have a competition see like really who could fit the deep, uh, their offense well I think that would also be not a, a bad idea at all that's interesting because I, I also for a second thought about them taking pits and you're right I think it comes down to the situation of the take the best player available regardless of need so that might be what they do there and also one last thing I want to mention from your draft was the Davis Mills pick. That really caught me off guard, but I don't disagree with it. Again, he's another one of those guys I never heard of until about a couple of weeks ago. And I'm hearing now that he's skyrocketing up draft boards. Very, very raw prospect. I think he only started like 12 or 13 games in his career. Um, but I have heard that he has a lot of NFL qualities that teams like. And it seems like a guy that Bill Belichick would be able to develop into a franchise quarterback. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I think the Patriots are likely going to try to trade up for someone or see who falls to them. But if all four, if all um, uh, five of those quarterbacks that are supposed to go in the first round are, are gone, I could see Davis Mills possibly going to New England and um, maybe competing with Cam Newton. I am going to say I like the Kyle Pitts pick, even though I don't think the Lions would take tight end at all. Uh, he like Kyle Pitts is just clearly a beast, and he could play on the outside very easily. So I think you could have both of them on the field pretty much at all times. So I do think that's a good pick. You had Trayvon Mowry going to the Vikings, which he is a great player. But I just don't know if you're going to take a safety within the first 15 picks. He he uh, he is a great dual safety. He could do both things. He can he can stop the run and he can cover very well. And he can also play a very good nickel cornerback role because he has very solid man coverage. I just don't think you take a safety within the top 15 picks. It just doesn't really have the value. And then you also with Davis Mills. Um, I don't really see Davis Mills as a great prospect. I have him as my QB7. I do have guys like uh, Jamie Newman ahead of him. I don't really like Kyle Trask at all. And then uh, I think Kellen Mond might be slightly better than him. 
but I'm not really sure about it. They're they're both okay prospects with good upside. So, but I I do really like Jamie Newman a lot as a player. I'm just gonna say that, even though I think he's gonna fall into like round two or three. I think the Texans might take him actually, especially with Deshaun Watson having some uh, concerns. Uh, maybe never playing football again. Maybe he will. Probably not from what I'm seeing currently. But yeah, that 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 was a very interesting pick. I do I don't dislike Davis Mills. I just don't really love him as a first round prospect. That's yeah, fair. I, I also thought it was oh, a, yeah, go like, ahead. oh yeah. I thought I thought it was an interesting mock draft. I think like the Bengals taking Jamar Chase at five. I actually almost threw that in there as well. There's been a lot of rumors swirling about that and you know with Joe Burrow and that Jamar Chase connection it's possible I hope they go O-line because they really don't need another playmaker with T Higgins Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon already all there but I definitely could see that as a pick I thought as everyone else has mentioned the uh, Kyle Pitts pick at seven to the Lions. I thought that was interesting with TJ Hawkinson being picked a couple, uh, like two years ago as like, you know, a top pick, but it, it's possible Kyle Pitts is a very good prospect. And, you know, you, you've got to bolster your receiving corpse in any way that you can. You know, the Eagles, they carried Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, and they were able to have like offensive success with those two. And there's been, you know, the Patriots have had successes over the years with like Rob Gronkowski and Martellus Bennett. So it, it's a possibility. I thought it was also interesting that not one of us had Micah Parsons going in the top 16 picks. He's a, I did not have him in my top 16 just because as you'll see uh, in next week, I'll, I'll have him going pretty early in the next set of the first round. But I think he's a very good prospect. One of the most complete linebackers in this draft. So I think it's interesting to see where he'll fall as well. Yeah, that is true. Michael Parsons is clearly like a top 10 prospect. He's just insanely athletic. He's just freaky, especially when you, when you see him just like run through a hole and absolutely destroy someone, but he, he does have instincts issues. He, he does chase a lot. He's not, he doesn't do well with the read option. He doesn't do well with play action. But I do, I do like him. He, he does have some coverage concerns just because he didn't cover a lot in the college, but he wasn't asked to do it. And when he was asked to do it, he did do well. Um, he, he just has a lot of concerns off the field for just mentally, is he stable or not? Nobody really knows. I do, I do want to mention that uh, Elijah Barry Tucker, Terrence Marshall, and Christian Barmore have been rising up dra- uh, draft boards a lot today as they they were uh, standouts in the Rock, Paper, Scissors and Je- Jeopardy contest today of Nick Sirianni as, uh, as uh, Jamar Chase falls suddenly. Yeah, uh, th- th- there's a lot of – I noticed with this draft, um, unlike many others, there's a lot of guys that have, that have skyrocketed up boards that no one really talked about. And there are guys that were talked about that aren't anymore – as top 10 picks. And one of those is Micah Parsons and no one's going to deny the talent he has to be an elite level linebacker. I think he can be, but there are a lot of off the field concerns that are pushing teams away. He's falling down boards. Um, But yeah, thank you for mentioning that, that Justin about uh, Jason's mock draft about Jamar chase. That was, 
it's something that the Bengals have alluded to that I think should not happen because it, it just it doesn't seem like it would help them. I get that they played together, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's just I don't know how you can look at Joe Burrow with his knee injury and say, you know what? Instead of getting a guy that could protect him, I'm going to go get a guy he could throw to and possibly get hurt once again. While I think it, it, it's a possibility, I think the Bengals are very, very stupid to do so. They should 100% go with Panay Sewell. It makes too much sense. You just, you just can't. It, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be uh, Sewell there. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, it is interesting that no one had Micah Parsons going at this time, but who knows? And then I, I do have him going earlier in, in next week's one through 16. So yeah, like a lot of guys, like I think Tom was mentioning Elijah Vera Tucker or Ojolari. Those were guys that at, at the beginning of, of the drafting and scouting process, there wasn't much talk about them as, as early first rounders. And now there is. So we'll see. Maybe in the next week or two, there's going to be another guy that's going to start climbing up boards. Who knows? But those are very interesting mock drafts, guys. I just want to mention one quick thing before we go. And that is the fact that this year there's a possibility of five quarterbacks, maybe even six if Davis Mills somehow goes somewhere, of five first-round picks, five quarterbacks being taken in the first round. And so I did a little research and I found out that that has happened three times in 1983, 1999, and 2018. So I just want to go through that real quick and show why, while all these quarterbacks are promising this year, it's unlikely that all of them are going to be franchise guys. So here is who was taken in 1999. The first pick, first overall pick was Tim Couch to the Cleveland Browns. He had an okay career. He started the playoff game, wasn't very good, didn't, didn't last very long. Two was the best one of that draft. It was Donovan McNabb to the Eagles, who is one of their better franchise quarterbacks. Led them to a Super Bowl, had a great career, very prolific. Um, definitely a successful pick there. Three was Achilles Smith from the uh, Bengals, who, who was a, one of the biggest busts of all time. Had five career touchdown passes and won just three games as an NFL quarterback. Was out of the league pretty quick. Uh, the next quarterback off the board was Dante Culpepper, 11th to the Vikings. And he's an interesting case. He was one of those guys, had a great first three or four years of his career, was really, really good. That Vikings offense was very good. Um, signed a 10-year contract, and then his career just kind of went down the drain. Went to the Dolphins for a bit, didn't do much. Um, so I wouldn't say he's a bust. It was more just uh, injuries and just uh, poor play kind of ended that after a promising start. And then number 12 overall was Cade McNown, who I didn't really know who he was. He only played two seasons in the NFL, won three games total for the Bears, and then he was out of the league. So out of all those guys, two were big busts. One was meh, two, and one had a promising start, and then only one was a real franchise guy. And then if you remember back to 2018, we had Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. Josh Rosen's a bust. 
Sam Darnold's on his way to being one unless he turns it around in Carolina. Mayfield is in that you know you're not sure yet. He he seems like a franchise guy. He seems like a good quarterback. What would I say he's a top ten? No. Um, if he could prove that this year, but he isn't. Josh Allen, I wouldn't say is top ten, even top five. He's the best one right now. I would say got his team to the AFC Championship game. Something Lamar Jackson didn't do, even though he won MVP. And then there's Lamar, who is I would say borderline top ten. Had one MVP. So yeah, that's out of those five, only two of them are really franchise quarterbacks. So you got to think, well, all these guys this year seem so promising. Who really is going to come out on top? In my opinion, I think Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are the most likely to be franchise guys. Zach Wilson too. Trey Lance is a big question mark raw, but has a lot of upside and talent. And then I don't know, I don't like Mac Jones much, but who knows? So I just thought that was interesting to point out that this has happened before, but it's it's very unlikely, in my opinion, that all of these guys are top 10 quarterbacks or are franchise guys. Yeah, scouting this year really has been crazy. I think you can see up to eight quarterbacks getting taken in the first round this year, but it could be it could be even lower. Like a guy like Trey Lance might slip out of the top, the top 32 just because he's very raw and you haven't seen too much tape on him. But all these teams like the Jaguars, the Jets, the 49ers, the Falcons, um, the Panthers could take a quarterback, uh, the Broncos, you know, you got, you got uh, the Patriots, uh, the Dolphins could take a quarterback. Yeah. Um, the football team, uh, the Bears, the Colts, uh, even team like the Steelers or the Buccaneers could take quarterbacks. Uh, it's just very crazy. You've seen a lot. You saw a lot of opt outs this year. A lot of players didn't play. Micah Parsons being one of them. Guy, a guy like Rashawn Slater opted out, and he wrote he like soared up draft boards because he just showed great technique in his 2019 season. And then there's guys like Paulson Adebo or Walker Little who opted out this year, who were slated as great first round prospects for this year. Um, Paulson Adebo being a great corner at, at Stanford and Walker Little being a great tackle at Stanford. But those, those guys have just slipped into second and third rounds because they didn't play. And Walker Little also has injury concerns. There's just a lot of weird stuff going on this year. And there's just so much that could happen. The prospects have not shown a lot. Their combines have been really weird. You're seeing 40 times in the four twos, four threes that just don't make sense when you see them on tape. Um, all around, it's just been a really weird year and you don't know what's going to happen at all in this draft. You're right. Totally. Um, and I, and with COVID and everything, I knew this draft was going to be crazy with the scouting and you're right. There are so many teams that could potentially take a quarterback this year. Who knows what will happen? And um, it, it's just – you almost it, – it's so hard to pinpoint who's going to be good, who isn't. And every, every year it's like that. You know, you can – these are only predictions. You can only – you can never truly, truly know the outcome of a player's career. You can only guess. So the, at the end of the day, these are all guesses. They're educated guesses. In 10 years from now, we could look at that being like, really, we had that guy going that high? Or really, we had this quarterback going first? Justin Fields could end up being a bust. Trey Lance could be the, the top five quarterback in five years. 
or it could be the other way around. We don't know. It's it's all just a guessing game at this point. I do want to mention that I did have picks one through twelve last year being correct, like for my mock draft last year. Impressive. But then, of co- then of course the uh, the Rams Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers trade happened, and that just I mean the Raiders Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade happened, and that just threw everything off. No. Buccaneers 49ers. I'm I'm all over the place right now. Um, but yeah, um, it is very hard to predict players, but if you know the, if you know what the needs are and you just know basic what's happening with GMs, anything can happen and you can get right or lucky a lot. I think mine was mostly luck, but yeah. Exactly. And Mentioning that trade, um, because you said the Rams, I just want to point out, and I think this is a funny fact, the Rams haven't picked in the first round. I mentioned this last week, since Jared Goff in 2016. And I just find it amazing. They're still, like, maybe the favorite to win the NFC this year, and they haven't had a first-round pick. I think that just has to – with that said, you just have to give credit at that point to – Sean McVay for getting the most out of his guys and that that whole organization for finding guys in the late rounds. In my opinion, I say your team gets built in the late rounds because, well, yes, the first round pick is very important to, you know, get a franchise player. A lot of great players on good teams, well-run organizations are later round picks. Give them many examples. Travis Kelsey, third round. Tyreek Hill, fifth round. Alvin Kamara, third round. Russell Wilson, third round. Richard Sherman, fifth round. All of these guys were fr- – uh, George Kittle, fifth round. All these guys are star players that were found late. I-, I say what separates the good GMs from the great ones is the great ones find their stars in the late rounds. They find diamonds in the late rounds. They build their teams in the late rounds. They build depth, and the good ones just nail their first or second round picks. And I'll be honest – I don't think Gettleman's really nailed too many late round picks. You know, I think if he he's got to do that this year or maybe see if some guys from 2018, uh, 2019 or 2020 in the late rounds turn out to be star guys, because at this point, there's not too many of them. I actually do think Dave Gettleman's hit on a lot of late round prospects. You can see guys like Darius Slayton, Shane Lemieux. Uh, you have uh, Darnay Holmes. Just a, a lot of guys, Tay Crowder started last year. Just a lot of guys who are at least solid role players who are playing well. Dave Gellman just hasn't done a great job of finding good prospects in the early rounds. You see Daniel Jones, who's been okay. He has physical traits, but he's not really a do-it-all player, and he's not really shown that he's going to be great. And you have guys like Andrew Thomas, who had a full technique uh rebuild last year and just clearly didn't know what was happening with him he just doesn't didn't really do well in the second round in the second round players that have done well you see guys like Lorenzo Carter Will Hernandez uh, uh, yeah there's there's just not a lot of development out of those guys and then you go into last year Xavier McKinney was injured all year but he's a good prospect and all around you just don't see a lot of hits that are going to be solid starters for their whole careers with the Giants. Yeah, you're right. They they did have some promising players in the late rounds. Like you said, Shane Lemieux, um, Tay Crowder. 
and Darius Slayton, but those guys are not proven st- star players yet. They could be. I'm not saying they won't be. I hope they are for, for the Giants' sake. But um, I just feel like they haven't found that, you know, franchise player in the late rounds yet. And But one of these guys could be. I guess to end it off, I'll go back to Jason real quick because I know that a lot of Eagle fans are not happy with Howie Roseman. They're not fond of him. What's your opinion on him? What do you think he he what do you think he should can do in this draft to really change your opinion on him? Um well, I mean, obviously you got to make the right receiver trade uh pick. We have been let down twice now. We took uh we we passed on uh, Jefferson and Metcalf. We have passed on plenty of good players, and we just need to make the pick that makes sense, which is either whether that's Waddle or Smith, which I think are the only two that I think will fall to us. I think if Smith's there, we take him, but I'd rather we have Waddle. If and if they're both there and we don't take Waddle, I will be disappointed. Yeah, Jalen Rager was a uh, great punt return prospect, but he wasn't really viewed as a great wide receiver prospect. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is their best wide receiver pick in years, and now he's become a journeyman. He played for the Raiders last year, did pretty well, and now he's on the Patriots. So overall, the front office has just been bad for the Eagles, and I I think the new – I like the Nick Sirianni uh, prospect higher, but, like, Overall, you just have to start doing better with your playmakers and skill positions. Yeah, a lot of great thoughts today. We're probably going to cut it here. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening so much. Lots of great talks today about the draft. We're going to go to the 17 to 32 next week, and then we'll have one more episode the day before the draft just to go over everything, any last-minute thoughts. Any new developments could happen within the next uh, couple weeks before the draft. But um, until then, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching.